Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And in this week's episode, we talk about the local in Minneapolis, uh, taste a travel by proxy original cocktail, and talk about Irish pubs and why Aaron and Andrea love them. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. How are we doing today, Andrea? We're doing great. Wonderful. Yeah. We have concocted something interesting. Yes, we have. We have. It's a simple cocktail, too. Um, uh, and it is, it's actually made with uh, mezcal reposado mm-hmm. um, and fireball cinnamon whiskey. Yep. And in mine, we added a little pinch of cinnamon to see if that changed anything. And it just made it much more cinnamony. Which I think still tastes good. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and take a taste of it, because I actually haven't tried it yet. Do that. Oh, that actually is good. So you get a smokiness from the mezcal mm-hmm. and a bite from that cinnamon, like that kind of tangy bite from the cinnamon whiskey. See, I've been I've been saying that we should call this the tangy. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good name, but I also think this might be something we could throw out to um, some of our vocal listeners. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll put it up on our Facebook page and see what what comes up. Although we might just stick with the tangy. I don't know. We'll see. I like the tangy. I'm voting for it. If you have ideas on what you would like to call it, feel free to let us know. Yeah, or if we didn't actually invent this cocktail and we're just you know talking out of the left left side of our butt cheeks, you can uh, also feel free to <laughs> let let us know. Yes, if somebody else has put uh, mezcal and fireball whiskey together and called it a drink, then I'm kind of sad that that wasn't our first. I know. I feel bad too. But um, if you want to drink along on <laughs> drink along with us. It's just an ounce and a half of a Reposado Mezcal, and it's an ounce and a half of Fireball Whiskey. Yep, stir them together uh, with two ice cubes, mm-hmm. and you have yourself the tangy. There you go. Mm-hmm. So what we want to talk about besides, you know, because we were we were thinking about kind of a whiskey drink, and I, neither of us really had any Irish I mean, whiskey on hand yeah, at this I don't, point. I actually do have Irish whiskey. I just didn't pull it out. That's okay. That's this. I I feel that this was more of a fun like experiment. Yeah. Than just going for another kind of like whiskey ginger, which yeah, is exactly. kind of what I was thinking we were gonna end up doing. Well, and like whiskey gingers are really good. I I love a whiskey ginger. I've drank a lot of them, and I've drank mm-hmm. a lot of them at the local. Um, but I I think that this choice was best for us for today. Um, finding something that we could do that's new and fresh for ourselves. So, um, can I just start right off the bat and mm-hmm. say that um, one of the saddest parts about looking at the locals' website is one of their pictures looks just like Kieran's Irish pub. Mm-hmm. Well, they do have very similar aesthetics in certain yeah. certain areas because the local has kind of several distinct parts. True, you know, because there's the there's I, there's I think officially like one large bar. Yes, and then there's like two satellite bars, mm-hmm. and the large bar has. I, I want to say five or six distinct areas to it that all feel different because you're walking under those arches or through kind of a doorway. And then um, I, I still feel like there's a hidden place in the local that I haven't found yet, but I want to find. You've been upstairs in the like the pool area with us. Yes. At some point. I do think there might be. I, 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 know, I know I've seen something that's like... I feel like, like there's a place in the local that I... Like a private room or something. Like a private event space yeah. that we've never really 
had the ability to take advantage of. Right, because the the last time that you and I actually went to the local together for like an event was when we were in our 20s and yep. we were looking to spend as little as possible. That was that was during the like the Reddit social bar bar meets on mm-hmm. Fridays. And I think uh if I remember correctly, we reached out to the local cuz it's like at that time we had like 40 to 45 people that were regularly showing up. True. And I think it was going to be like a hundred or two hundred dollars for like the room, and then there was some sort of other restrictions, and we're like, yeah, no, we're just going to we're bring just going to show people. up, <laughs> and we did, mm-hmm. and then we did take over that whole like kind of billiards area upstairs yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of the night, and I'm sure there was a couple of people that were a little annoyed by that, but we, no, I mean, it we claimed it earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, and we would show up like. We would have probably about 15 people roll in like right at the beginning mm-hmm. and then slowly more people would filter in mm-hmm. and eventually we would have about 40-ish people. And some people would only come for like a drink and then there was those of us that, you know, we'd have to get rides at the end of it because we showed up and we're like, hey. Aaron. Yeah, I did that a lot. Well, you lived in Uptown at the time, so. Yep. I did. I did ride my bike a lot. <laughs> you did. <laughs> There was a lot of times where I ended up just walking my bike back to Uptown. That's true. Or I'd get a ride with somebody or I'd take a cab or something. Mm -hmm. Because there wasn't, you know, like Lyft wasn't really an option back then. Yeah. The thing that always strikes me about the local is the fact that it really does feel like, um, like it it feels like, so the local, the local in Minneapolis, the local has multiple locations, but Mm -hmm. the place that we're talking about in particular is the Minneapolis location. They also have one in uh, St. Louis Park at the West End. Yep. And do they have more than that? I think it's just those two. Okay. But I also, I know that they're part of kind of like a larger pub network that has many other locations Mm -hmm. but i've only ever really been to the downtown minneapolis one and i started going there before i could legally drink right Um, because the food's good the food's great and it was one of those things uh you know i worked for an audiovisual company and we did uh, a lot of installation in corporate uh like corporate spaces so we had a very large project that was in the heart of downtown and it was about like two blocks away from the local so there was a lot of times where it's like lunchtime and we'd be having like a conversation with our client and they're like, I need food. Let's go to the local. And we all go to the local and I'd have uh, some delicious, you know, potatoes and sausage yep. and kind of things that I would like. Sometimes I just get a burger, um, but they have a fairly extensive menu and mm-hmm. their food is only two really good locations listed. It is only two locations. Yeah. OK, I've been to the West End location most recently. Mm. Um, I went there during Gay Laxicon. Gay Laxicon? Yeah, it's a it's a gay science fiction um, convention. Oh. It was fun. So um, I'm going to say this because my brain went there. If I hear gay laxicon, I think it is a laxative for uh, people in the LGBT community. That's valid. That's valid. Yeah. But I, I mean, it, it sounds like something actually that's necessary. <laughs> But anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're so not going to talk about that. We'll go back to the local. <laughs> so back Side to the note, local. Don't talk about laxatives on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they are queer or not. Any hoozle. Um, so the local has amazing food. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, sometimes I've just gone so and gotten done the appetizers. I feel, like, I feel like we've eaten our fair share of nothing but chicken shots. Like, I feel like that is one of those things that we have have always, like, just eaten 
every time. So I'm I'm like going back through the menu because I haven't been there in a little while. And right. I like as far as the like the first thing for appetizers, I've had everything. Right. I've yeah. had no everything but the veggie Lucy burger. That is the only thing that is on that menu that I have not eaten. Yeah. And it's, you know, we the the pub pretzels. Mm-hmm. The bacon tots, wee burgers, which are just nice little sliders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a lot of those. The chicken shots definitely had a lot of. Well, I mean, they're like adult chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Oh, the artichoke dip there is actually really, really, it really is really good. Like it's got it. It's one of those ones that uh, uses like artichoke hearts instead mm-hmm. of just like the weird, you know, Applebee's. They pulled the, the leaf things. Yeah, they pulled the. Um, <laughs> The film off and microwaved it. Uh, yeah, because Applebee's uh, favorite chef is Chef Mike. Um, <laughs> but no, it's if you go th- like, yeah, OK, so I haven't had the mushroom flatbread either. Like that's part of their their main menu there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, corned beef poutine. I have never tried that. Uh, see, I always okay. end up eating off of their like that wasn't available the last time I went. So I oh, have not had that. Yeah, that it, that oh, looks good, man. So poutine, for those of you who might not know, we're going back. We are going back. We have to. that was really weak. Hold that, on. Let's try that. One Audience, more time. we're going to have to pause for a moment. That was much better. Yeah. That was a high five that first failed and now it was wonderful. Yes. Uh, but no, poutine is in general, it's it's fries, cheese curds and gravy. Um, this one just they add corned beef, pulled corned beef that says they do add pickles. We'll have to I'll have to remember to pull those. Yeah, no pickles. I always feel bad when I get something that ends up having like fried pickle chips yeah. on it. And it's like they look so wonderful. And then but I, I have can't to pick eat them. them. I hate them. So um, I have a weakness. And it's Rubens. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the hard part with Rubens is the menus. What do you mean? So, or not menus, sorry, um, is reading menus. Oh, okay. So when it comes to Rubens, uh, like I hate going to a restaurant and seeing a Ruben on the menu and you're like, oh, slow roasted corned beef. Now, is that like in-house corned mm. beef or is that just... You bought corned beef. Right. And you sliced it. And now looking at this, it says it just says slow roasted corned beef. I would imagine that since they're an Irish restaurant, that an they're Irish making pub, their own, that they make their own, but it doesn't directly say that on their menu. It doesn't say like in house made, right? And I can understand that as like as somebody who's been to the local a lot, and I like I haven't been in a in a little while, yeah. So I'll temper that you know things can change with time, but they seem like the type of place that would actually like if not make their own in house, they would source it from somewhere that is you know it's not just going to your your standard grocery store and getting. Corned beef. Like, I, I'd think this, if they're not making it in house, that would be a like time issue. Right. And that would be something that they'd probably go to a local butcher. Right. Or, you know, they'd have, uh, they'd have somebody that does that for them that it's just for them and then they get a, a good solid pipeline mm-hmm. on it. Well, so. and that said, at the end of the day, it really is just deli meat. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference between, um, I mean, there is a difference between, like, you know, house-made, like, smoked mm-hmm. and, like, pre- like really well-prepared, like, you know, corned beef or, like, you know, brisket, like, those specialty meats mm-hmm. versus, like, just getting, you know, tur- a turkey sandwich. But, um... I do know that the the last time I had a Reuben there, it was really, really oh, yeah. good. Oh, I would, yeah. I would imagine so. It's always juicy. It's always delicious. You know, and I don't generally like sour 
sauerkraut. You know, I love sauerkraut. It's it's one of those things that I will have sauerkraut on the Reuben because mm-hmm. it's part of the sandwich. And it's part of what makes that sandwich not just corned beef on bread with Thousand Island dressing, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it, like it turns it into just a corned beef sandwich at that point with, you know, without the sauerkraut. Whereas I think that there's that extra little kind of tang and crunch that's added from the sauerkraut. Um, I just always ask for light sauerkraut because sometimes you get a Reuben and it's like, here's your two slices of corned beef and one slice of cheese on this kind of thin bread. And here's four pounds of sauerkraut. And I, those are the sandwiches that, that do kind of bother me. So, I've never had that happen at the local. There's something on the menu that I have to ask a diverting question Mm -hmm. of you. Okay. Have you been to the Anchor? Yes. Okay. You thought you were asking about the fish and chips? Yeah, Anchor fish and chips. Uh, Okay, I prefer the Anchor fish and chips. Okay, good. I've had fish fish and chips um, for sure at the local Merlin's Rest and the Anchor. Right. And I do prefer the Anchor, but the Anchor also really focuses on fish and chips. True. Like, they are almost entirely a chip shop with other options at this point. Whereas fish and chips on the local menu and at Merlin's Rest are just a part of their menu. Right. And the other thing, too, is that the Anchor has curry. Like, they make, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, especially house-made curry for dipping, like, fries and other things into. Mm -hmm. Um, The local also has curry on their menu. Um, So they're... I don't know. Do we want to talk about that on the show? I, I have not had the pub curry. So I don't have any opinions. But no, I I think when you go through the rest, because again, I haven't had the I, I haven't actually had any of the curries there. Usually, if I have a curry, I am going to an Indian restaurant. True. Um, but have you ever done the Anchor food truck? Yes. Like I I am. We're going to divert from the local for a second, just because it's on well, my mind. The local have a food truck too. I have not eaten from the local food truck. Do they? Um. I don't know if they do. Okay. I know that there was talk about it, but I haven't physically seen I, one. I thought I'd seen a local food truck. But no, so I had um, I had the fish and chips from the Anchor food truck when the uh, Minnesota United still played up in Blaine. And I like desperately needed food while I was up at one of those events working. And so I went uh, and just picked up some fish and chips and they were still amazing. And it's really you did just search local food truck Minneapolis didn't you <laughs> yes I did <laughs> that is not that's not something you can google <laughs> it's uh I'll okay I'll tell you about that later side note it's it has nothing to do with the podcast it's just a funny thing no okay but like food from food trucks is mm-hmm. generally consistently good at this point because it's yeah, not. Yeah, it is. No, I agree. It's not kind of the 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 except old... for the damn market uh, damn market barbecue. Oh, okay. Do you not like that one? Was, every time I've eaten from there, it's been cold, and that just violated oh. our policy of never speaking ill of a place. It's okay. But I should say, I I have a long history of enjoying the food at the actual market barbecue. It's just that the food truck has For some not weird reason, every worked. time I've gotten food from their food truck, I, I think I've just gone at the times when... It's, like, not fresh. Yeah. Or it's been sitting for a while. Uh-huh. You know what? We, sh- we should do a food truck episode. 
We, yeah, have we not done one? We have not done a food truck episode. Why? I don't know. We could do a couple because there's actually a food truck that's at the gas station that's really close to my house that mm-hmm. I pass every time that I come down here. And uh, they have falafel and euros, um, very kind of like Middle Eastern style of foods. Mm-hmm. And they're really good. Have we made, we've made the joke before that I know places based on the food trucks. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because, um, I mean, we can always go to the Frankie's food truck over by the quarry um, Home Depot. We should, we should plan a day for like probably another month, month and a half. Like just give a give a good amount of time for us to plan it. Yeah. And just go do like three food trucks and then do another three mm-hmm. and do it like our like our uh, brewery tour. Where we record the audio live and do it. Yeah. Because like food trucks, we can at least get something that's small and you can you can do you can do three small things mm-hmm. or you like you could eat half of it. Yeah. You know, because it's like sometimes you get a gyro that's the size of your head plus the top part of your chest and it's like all right that's a lot of food but if we just cut off part of it eat that save it and then you've got food for later too the next person um to buy a bunch to buy a a couple of gifts worth of hoodies from our merch shop and if you're local uh can join us us for the for some food truck tour uh, for our travel by proxy merch, so we're getting a little far afield from we are. the local. Let's circle back to the which local. Which is fine. It's fine. That's kind of how the show works. It's, it's literally how our brains work. It is. I mean, that's kind of why uh, Aaron and I work so well together <laughs> on this show. We will send each other on tangents. We do, and that's why I love uh, actually recording this show with you. Is because Aww. I think our brains kind of work together. Yeah. In... Somebody asked me actually why. Uh, why I why you and like how our show came about because <laughs> we just talk we just talk and um well and I was talking about like how how travel by proxy came out I was like well I came up with the with the name mm-hmm. and I was like travel by proxy was a great name and I was like well okay that's a show mm-hmm. Aaron's traveled a lot for work yep. I've traveled a lot so we have a lot to talk about so let's find an excuse to sit down and actually see each other more often yeah and exactly record a podcast exactly yeah and um the my favorite part too is the fact that i mean listeners we're on episode 52 now mm-hmm. you've you've listened to aaron taste so many beers at this point like God, it's definitely over 20 yeah because we've done them like every few episodes. Uh-huh. We always try to get one beer in every five episodes. Yeah. And we always least. make, we have more than that. So. And sometimes it's two or three. In, mm-hmm. I don't think we've done more than three in Mm-mm. a five episode span. Um, mainly because I can't handle that much like beer tasting in a single set. That's especially true. if we're recording three at a time. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it is um, a whole thing. Oh, one item of note, because again, ADD brain. Um, I want to thank Shelby for giving me the suggestion to putting a link to our merchandise store on our website. It is now there. Hey. I figured out how to do that last night. Oh my gosh. So as of episode 150, it is there. If you have not seen it by episode 152, which you're listening to now, go to travelbyproxy.com and then there is a, a tab for merchandise and then you can go straight to the store and you don't have to go back and find links and I don't have to put links in all of the show notes anymore. Oh, we should probably put that link in our um, Facebook page too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Anyway, uh, so the local. The local has this really gorgeous wood interior. Um, it has ridiculously uncomfortable seats. Um, bar seats which aren't that's not a negative comment that's just speaking in general as a large person it's they're also more designed for just having a place to 
to be around. Yeah. Because every time I've well, been at the local, it has been much more standing than right. sitting. Because there is like a dining area mm-hmm. with kind of plusher seats. Right. But around the bar is those really kind of rough, stiff bar stools. Because it's, it's, it's patterned after like that classic Irish pub style mm-hmm. of... When you're in a bar, you don't actually spend a lot of time sitting down. You spend a lot of time moving around, talking to people. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you grab a drink at the bar, you sit down for a little while at the bar talking to people. But you might get up and go talk to someone across the room. Or you might get up and... The problem with the local is that it's a large bar, so... And it gets crowded. Mm -hmm. It, like, you know, you go there... If you want to go and experience the local for kind of all of the nuance that they have, honestly, go on, like, a Tuesday at... At like two in the afternoon because that's after lunch rush is done and it's kind of you know middle of the week so you don't have a lot of people really filling the place up if you're planning to go to the local and you're planning to go at like friday evening or saturday evening like you are going to have a lot of trouble maneuvering around that place that's true because it's just like any other like well-known bar in a downtown area it's busy because everyone wants to be there so if you want to go and just like have a night out with your friends and it's going to be loud and it's going to be crowded go on friday or saturday if you want to go and like have a quiet meal and kind of taste a lot of the things that they have and taste several beers and all the spirits they have available go midweek before 7 p.m well and i would also hazard to say that the local is a party pub Oh, very. The local isn't a local Irish pub. Like it goes out. It, like it is. It, it's an. It, it's patterned after a large local pub. Like that's kind of. But it what is. It, it is not so much just a quiet gathering place. Mm-hmm. It is definitely like there's loud music on Friday nights and Saturday nights, and probably Sunday. Um, I don't think I've ever been there on a Sunday, at least in several years. But. You know, it's it's loud. It's kind of raucous. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's just a lot of humanity milling around. Their bathrooms are really cool. They though. are cool. If you want to go to a place that's an actual... Oh, yeah, that the bathrooms really are cool. Mm-hmm. If you want to go on the bathroom tourism tour, the local is a place to hit up. Yeah. So on the bathroom tourism tour, Ben Distillery. Um, and the local are two places to check out. And honestly, if you're going to be at the local, you can swing by the newsroom, too. Which we've covered. Mm-hmm. Which, um, back in episode 23. That's true. Been a while. The um, So uh, so the local is sort of your larger pub. The On the converse, if you're looking for a place that's sort of like your like Irish pub style, like local pub... Look back to the place that we covered way, way back at the beginning of our show. Uh, Merlin's Rest. Merlin's Rest. That is your local, local Irish pub. You know, we if we go back to like when we were deciding what place to talk about, the reason we talked about Merlin's Rest way before we talked about the local is because Merlin's Rest is a lot more of a gathering place for kind of quiet conversation Mm -hmm. and individual groups whereas the local especially on the weekend crowd it is just loud busy it's it's almost like any other nightclub they just don't have like a stage and you do have you know there is there are still like the little booths yeah you can find that little calm if you can claim a booth early enough and you get the the big ones that seat like eight um you can have a nice little area that is yours it's almost secluded because there's there's like an archway there's not really a door um but you can kind of have a little bit of privacy and have a quiet uh, like a quieter conversation where you're not screaming at each other uh you know two feet away from each other now um we have mentioned a couple of minneapolis places Mm -hmm. if you're looking for that environment 
in St. Paul, mm. I would recommend Dubliner. Yeah. Um, Dubliner has the same kind of offerings as Merlin's Rest, just in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, both Merlin's and Dubliner have pub sings. Yep. Um, the Dubliner is the second Monday of every month, and the Merlin's Rest is the fourth. Yeah, I think they purposely alternated them. Yes, they do. I've been to both. That's wonderful. <clears throat> so, you know, wrapping to a point, because we've got just a few minutes left, um, I think we need to come to the arbitrary review scale. The completely arbitrary review scale. Whenever Aaron and I have been to a place... But to, when we've both been there. Both been there. Yeah, that's true. Um, it doesn't have to be at the same time either. Mm-mm. Though we have been at the local at the same time yes, many times. many times. We introduce the completely arbitrary review scale because we both agree that numbered reviews are garbage. bogus. Garbage, bogus, you Whatever. know, any sort of negative thing you want right. to talk about. It's- so the completely arbitrary mm-hmm. review scale, um, we each say the thing that the one thing that would bring us back. So, do you want me to start or do you want to start? You know, I'll start. Yeah, you start um, this time. For me, the local, the thing that would always bring me back is the 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 actual, like, late night menu. Because mm-hmm. I really do enjoy a place that offers food on the late night menu. As someone that used to work kind of closing a bar, like, closing a bar that closed mm-hmm. early enough to be able to enjoy a late night menu. When you close a bar at midnight and you want to go out for a quick drink and some food and there's a place that's open till 2 a.m., it's really nice that they didn't close their kitchen at at midnight or at 10. Bingo. There's a lot of bars that will close their, their kitchen at like 10 or 11 p.m. and stay open till 2. And sometimes you just, you want to have, you want to have some food that's not just something light and, uh, you know, kind of simple. But, you know, they've got, they do, they do. I mean, theirs closes at midnight, they too. They do close but. at midnight. Um, but, like, because their late nights tend to midnight, so they don't serve their full menu after 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you it's basically going to be the burger, the fish and chips, wings, chicken shots, kind of things like that. Um, it's not going to be your full-on meals. It's not going to be your bangers and mash that they have. But the fact that you can get an actual, like, full-on burger still. But, yeah, it's, you know... It's nice that they make it limited because they can clean a lot of stuff in the kitchen and get a lot of things prepped for the next day and set while still providing tasty, mm-hmm. tasty food to people that need that le- that well, last minute kind of like carb donation yeah. to their belly. And also as someone that routinely um, later on at night will decide, you know what, I actually probably should eat food because mm-hmm. one of the things that like some of I have to eat at scheduled times or mm-hmm. I forget to eat food. Okay. Um, so if I don't remember to eat at dinner time, like my scheduled dinner time. Then you're just going to be really, really hungry later. Yeah, well, no, I don't. I don't. Oh, you don't even think about it. I don't think about eating. Ooh. And so like it's a, it's a side effect of my medication. Okay. So I don't, I don't remember to eat. And so like, you know, it might be like. 10 o'clock at night if I'm out late and suddenly I'll be like oh I have a headache now and I've had three beers I should probably eat dinner mm-hmm. 
And the local actually allows me to get dinner. Exactly. And like a really good dinner. You know, unfortunately, the poutine is not on the late night menu. But there, you know, again, burger, fish and chips, uh, the buffalo chicken flatbread. Those are all really good options. So what's yours? The thing, I think what really brings me back is because I've been going to that place on and off um, for, oh my goodness, about 20 years now. Like the first time I went, I was 18 and I am 37. So it has been 19 years since I first set foot in that place. And it is it's a place that I I don't go to, you know, every week and I don't go to every month. But I definitely go there at least once a year at this point. And it's always consistent. It's always wonderful. And I think it's the consistency that will bring me back because you always get decent service. You always get good food. And your experience is kind of yours to choose whether it's going to be phenomenal or terrible because it's really going to be the attitude you bring in that will make it bad. Do you have memories associated with your with a specific place? Let us know. Fans at TravelByProxy.com or our Facebook page or Travel by Proxy on Twitter or TBBcast on Instagram. The Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jerris, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we wish you a a look look out your window. Walking with you and your moving peace stones and your rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces, all the people that you love.